Today's, uh, first of all, uh, as always, today's learning is the Zecha Nishmas Yaakov and Shagafai Balevi, Sarlebas Shmotzvi, Ochan Ben Pesach, Dorasias Bashashur, Vam Ben Baruch, Benachem Ben Shalevi, and Ramosha Ben Renachem Alevi. In addition, uh, starting from t- Tuesday until Shabbos, I am going to be on Zoom only. My family is going to go away for a few days. I'm going to keep it Blina at the same time. I'll do my best. I'll keep scheduling whatever. I'll be back Shabbos. Uh, Friday morning. I, I, we might be driving, so Mistama from. Can you do it stand at eight o'clock? Yeah, I'll believe another eight o'clock. Yeah, I'll just keep it eight o'clock. Believe another. Yeah, the only the only time is that, that uh, you know just I mean listen, hope for, uh, God forbid it, it should it should stay the same. I there was one day when I was in New Hampshire, I had to change it. That was the day that my father went to the hospital. So, but uh, he's Baruch Hashem good now. So, um, okay. So anyway, let's let's pick it up from Daf Pei Gimel. Amid Aleph, we're about eight lines into the page. A very interesting daf today. Tan Rabbanon. It's a chesh bendik daf, but if you use your head, it, it works. Tan Rabbanon. La'achar piti rosei sh'ar Again, just to review, Rav opinion was that if a person says, you give a divorce, and you say, on condition, or bachutz, it's a shayla, you say, meaning, so there's two explanations of what he means. He either means, your mutter to everyone except for John, or your mutter for everyone on condition you don't marry John. It's a shaila exactly what Revelez's opinion is. However, in such a situation, Revelezer holds it's taka good get, and you can't marry John. Now again, it's a shaila of did Revelezer discuss a case of chutz, or did he discuss of a case of altanai? And you'll see today's daf there are two. Uh, halachic differences between chutz and altanai. I'll actually just speak them out now. The difference between chutz and altanai practically, in both cases you're saying, you're mutter to everyone, just don't marry John. Either it's except for John, or on condition you don't marry John. The difference is, if you say chutz, you're not even allowed to have bia. Uh, if, you, if you say chutz, you're not allowed to have bia with him either. If it's altanai, it's marriage. So if you live with John outside of, wedlo- outside of marriage, does that... Uh, negate the divorce, if you say al-tanai, it only means marriage. Al-tanai shalaitinase lejan. But if it's chutz, it just means you have no relationship with John whatsoever, and from your perspective, I'm still married to you regarding John. So that would be an iser bia, not just an iser chasnos. The second difference, as we'll see in today's daf, between chutz and al-tanai, is what if you marry someone else in between? Meaning, a woman gets divorced on condition you don't marry John. So if it's on condition al-tanai, I don't care if you marry Shmuel in between, you can never marry John. And if you marry John retroactively, the get was never a get. If you say chutz, it's only a problem if you go straight from this person to John. But if you marry someone else in between, bottle. It's hard to know exactly in Lumdus why. I would assume it's because Altanai, that's forever. You're making a condition that will last forever. Chutz just means this divorce does not work regarding John. Once you marry someone else, then your relationship is completely severed, then it restarts the clock. Okay, but, that's, but the point is just, that's the difference between Chutz and Altanai. But let's go back. Rav Liez's opinion is that if you give a woman a divorce on condition she doesn't marry John, or Chutz with John, it potentially works. She could marry everyone else except for John. It's a very strange thing. So it says the Gemara, very fascinating Gemara. Turn around about it. After Rav Liezer died, Four Rabbanim got together, all to disagree with Rebbe Yezer's opinion. Now, the Gemara is going to eventually say, you can't really disagree after he passed away because he can't defend himself. But these four Tanoim gave arguments disagreeing with Rebbe Yezer, and as the Gemara is going to point out, three out of four of these arguments are flawed. 
Okay, let's go through each one. They're, very, they're subtle, but they're very enjoyable. Eluhain, let's go. Number one, Rav Yosi Haglili, Rav Tarfin, Rav Rav Akiva. These are four big hitters. Let's go through each one. Nana Rav Tarfin. Rav Tarfin starts off Omar. Hare shahol chazu v'nisas la'achav shal zeh shenesra alav u'meis b'lei banim lo'i nimza zeh oikir davim min ha-toira ha-lamad do'shein zeh krisos. Rav Tarfin's first, it was Rav Tarfin. Rav Tarfin says, I disagree because I'll tell you like this. According to Rav Eliezer, you could divorce a person except for John. So that means she can marry anybody except for John. What if she marries John's brother and then dies? She can't do Yibam, right? Because she can't marry John. So you did something that stops you from keeping a mitzvah in the Torah. No good. That's his argument. Oh, so the Gemara is going to, very good. So the Gemara is going to point out, this is obviously assuming that he said al very, very good point. But the point is, conceptually, that put that aside, if you marry John's brother and then the husband dies, you can't do Yibam. You made a stipulation that uproots the Torah. Now, there's a flaw with this, as we'll see later on. Number two, Nena Rav Yaisi Aglili. Rav Yaisi Aglili says, Where do we find a woman that's also for some people, mutter for another people? Where do we find such a thing? I'll tell you, by the way, a little hint. You find it with every Asia's ish. She's also to the whole world, but he's mutter to her husband. Okay. But fine. Where do we find such a thing? Halamata ain't a crisis. I don't believe such a thing happens. Divorce is binary. Yes or no? Fine. Nana Revelazab and Azariah. Revelazab and Azariah says, Vomar, he doesn't have like a chap. He just says, Krisus. Krisus means we're no longer bound to each other. If I can't marry this person as long as that person is still alive, then that's not Krisus. Halamada ain't a Krisus. By the way, what would Rav Eliezer respond to that? Rav Eliezer would probably respond, it's Krisus because at some point, if that guy dies, or if the husband dies, right? If the husband dies, then you can marry the guy, right? 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 If the husband dies, or once the husband, the whole, his whole point is that we, we, this divorce doesn't work for John. Well, if the husband's dead, you're a widow, so you're definitely fine. So Rav Liazza would respond is that it, it's not, you're not bound forever. It's not like, it's not like you know, as we're going to see later on in the daf, if you tell a woman we're divorced on condition you can never drink wine again, that's not a good divorce because she's bound for the rest of her life to something that you stipulated. Here's a little different. It's not exactly as bad, but it's still, you're still pretty bound to her. So he doesn't like it. Rav Akiva has a very interesting... Rav Akiva, you got to use your head for Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva says like this, Rav Akiva, by the way, yesterday, uh, Michael Rolas had, had exact, this, this point, and I, I didn't do this stuff yet. He just says very simple, Rav Akiva has a very good point. He says, okay, you're not allowed to marry John, right? And we're talking, as my father pointed out, according to Rav Akiva's argument, we're talking al Tanai. Let's say she marries someone else, has children, then marries John. The second she marries John, retroactively her get was bottle, which means she was always a married woman, which means you just made those children mamzer. The Torah would not allow such a situation. You understand? She gets divorced, except I'll deny that you don't marry John. Which means, and then she marries someone else, marries Shmuel, has kids from Shmuel. Shmuel divorces her widows. Then she marries John, triggering a retroactive, the get was not a good get, right? Because al Tanai that means that on condition, if you marry John, it's not a good get, which means retroactively she was always married, which means her second marriage was not allowed because she was an Ashish, and the children are retroactively mamzer. 
Rabbi Kiva says, you're going to allow such a thing? No way. By the way, my father pointed out, this is al-tanai, because if it's chutz, you could marry someone in between and the whole thing falls apart. Okay. That's Rabbi Kiva's first argument. Rabbi Kiva says, I have a second argument that's a very lumdish argument, but a very, very enjoyable argument. He says, okay, Dabr Acha, I have another pshat. Haresha ha-yezeshen neser alav koyin, umeis ha-megarish, le-nimtes al-mana etzle, u-grusha etzle koladam. Okay. I think, but do you think it caps on? John is a koyin. Okay, husband says, "I'm going to divorce you." Chutz me, John. You can't marry John. John's a kayan. The husband gets hit by a bus. Okay, so could she marry John? Think about it. She's a divorcee, right? And then she becomes a widow. John's perspective: she was never divorced because chutz me, John, which means listen, she's a divorcee. The husband gives her a get. Chutz me, John. So John looks at her not as a widow but as a married woman. Yeah. The, the husband gets hit by a bus. So now she's both a divorcee and then she became a widow. Could she marry John? Every other Kayan in the world looks at her as a, as a divorcee because she's divorced. But chutzmi John means that John, from the perspective of John, she's not a divorcee. She was married. Then her husband got hit by a bus. So now she's a widow. Could she marry him? What's the answer? Of course not. Why? Because she's a divorcee to everybody else. Meaning you can't have a woman that... From to some people is a divorcee, to some people is a widow. But she's but she's both. But but so why can't she marry John? John's a kayan. Again, husband says chutz me John. So she, can't, so she can't marry John because she's married. Perspective of John. She can't marry all the other kehanim because she's a divorcee. She's a grusha. Husband gets hit by a bus. So with that, she's widow, divorcee, both. She wants to marry John. So the rabbis would say, oh well. Well, wait a minute. Well, she's a divorcee. Now, from John's perspective, because it was chutz John, so the great Gerish never took effect with John. How is she mutter to marry John? Because she's an almana. An almana can marry a kayan. So what's the answer? You can't do it. Why? Because every other kayan in the world looks at you as a divorcee. So you can't be a divorcee to some and not divorcee to the other. So Rabbi Kiva says that's the same problem with this entire argument. What's the entire argument? Chutz John means that to every other person in the world, She's, she's single. But to John, she's a married woman. You can't have a person that is to one person something, to everyone else nothing. It doesn't work. If she's a divorcee regarding John, right? She's a grusha regarding John. I technically, she's an almana. The answer is, if everyone looks at her, she's a grusha, she's a grusha. So then everyone looks, so then if she's an ish to John, she's an ish to everybody. Meaning, you can't have it that it, it, it's all or nothing. If you're treating her as a grusha because she's got a shtickle grushis, a gerushin, she's got a shtickle divorcee yeah. in her, so she's fully a divorcee. So then, so what are you going to tell me? Chutz me John, according to Revelias, I mean, she's a single woman to everyone, but she can't marry John. She's Aishas Ish to John. You don't find such a thing. If she's a divorcee for everybody, she's a Aishas Ish for everybody. The Gemara says, Kavach Oimer, Uma gerusha she kala, Asura vishultza gerushin jaba, Aishas Ish she chamur le kal shekein, halamadir inzakrisis. So these four Tanoim all laid out their arguments against Revelyezer. Amalin, Rav Yeshua, Rav Yeshua said, You can't question a lion after he died. I Meaning he's not here to defend himself. So these are all very... And the Gemara is going to point out on Ahmed Beis, Rav Yeshua himself doesn't like Revelyezer's opinion. He's just saying he's not here to defend himself. Because if he's here, he's not here to defend himself. Why 
Uh, and the point is, you can't like officially like Paskin not like him, or you can't listen. You want to over overpower his opinion. You want to go with Rav. That's one thing, but you can't you can't disprove his shita and say that it's a flawed shita because he's not here to defend himself. Rava pointed out that out of these four arguments, these four tanoim, three of them have a problem. Rav Lezben Azariah is taka good. Three of them have a problem, as the Gemara is going to lay out over the next Amid. Tanamiyachi, the Bryce similarly states, Am Yaisi, Yaisi similarly said, out of all these four Tanayim, including including himself, uh, no, different Rav Yaisi, so basically, Rav Yaisi said, out of these four Tanayim, Rav Lezben Azariah is the most glot. Now, what are the problems with these four arguments? Let's go through each one. Am Ramar, Nenar of Tarif and Vamar Haresha, Holchazuv and Nisus Lach of Shalzesh and Nisarmelo, Okay, that's what Rav Tarfin said. Rav Tarfin said, my issue with this is that if she's divorced except for Johnny, so then if she marries John's brother, she can't do Yibam. So that means the husband is Oikr Davaminatar. First of all, let's analyze that. Is that Oikr Davaminatar? Oikr means you did it be a, like you did it actively. The husband uprooted Yibam? Come on. Oikr? Iwakra, what would he do? It's a situation. Oikar implies that you're like eating chazer. It's like you're actively breaking the Torah. Was he actively breaking the Torah? Ela masno Meaning he made a condition that led to an uprooting of the Torah. The Gemara says, Masna, Wait a minute. You're blaming the husband because she married John's brother and then the husband died and then she can't do evil? She shouldn't have married John's brother. Who are you blaming the husband for? All the husband said is that John, you can never marry John. That's it. So you, what's the problem with this? She married John's brother and then John's brother died so now she's waiting to do even, but she can't do even because John's also to him. So that means the husband was The husband's like, well, I didn't tell you to marry John's brother. What are you blaming me for? So Gemara says, You're right, you didn't do it, but you're goyrimit. You were uh, a part of the problem. So Gemara says, so what's the flaw with this argument? I'll tell you the flaw. We've had this a couple times in Yivam, it's the first Mishnah. You marry your niece, right? Not you, I'm saying someone marries their niece, yeah? <coughs> and then, and then the, the husband dies. Does she do Yivam? Again, marries her niece, husband dies. Does she do Yivam? No, because then that's, that's his daughter. Oh, you're oikir dovim in atayra. What's the answer? The answer is there's no yibam here. <laughs> and if there's co-wives, the co-wives are exempt. Oh, you're oikir dovim in atayra. That's not oikir dovim in atayra. There is no yibam in such a situation. Okay, whatever. It's, it's reality. So you're going to blame the husband. All the husband said is don't marry John. She marries John's brother. And there's, so there's no yibam. Fine. That's it. There's only yibam when the husband's permitted. And if you marry your niece, there's also not going to be yibam. So, so everyone should say you're not allowed to marry your niece because maybe they can. the answer is if there's yibam, there's yibam. If there's no yibam, there's no yibam. It's not my problem. It's not, it's not, the Torah doesn't fault you. It's not like the Torah wants yibam to happen. The Torah just says if the husband dies childless and there's no other prohibition, you have a mission to do yibam. And if there's a prohibition like she's your niece, whatever, she's your daughter, then you don't do yibam. You're going to have a taina on such a person? It's not a taina. That's a reality. Oh, exactly. Every time you have a child, you argue them. What's the answer? It's, it's not like the Torah. It's not like the Torah's ultimate goal is for everyone to do yibum. Whatever it happens, it happens. So over here, you can't blame the husband and say that a taina ravli has a shita because then you can't have yibum. Okay, so you don't have yibum. Like whatever. So the Gemara says this is the problem with Rav Tarif and Shita. So Tarif and Shita elameyata. According to you, bas achiv leisa. You can never marry your niece. Why? Shema yomus bloy bonim and imzikarim lachet of menatayr because then you can't have yibum. So That is the problem with that shita. Okay, now the Gemara just points out something that my father said before, which is 
this is assuming that it's a case of Altanai, because if it's a case of Chutz, what's the problem? You married John's brother, then you can't do Yibam. You would be able to do Yibam, because as I said, Chutz, if you said Chutz, and you marry someone in between, it's bottle. So when, if you just said, you can marry your mutter everyone, Chutz mit John, and then you marry John's brother, you actually could marry John, because the second by Chutz, if you marry someone in between, the entire Isser falls away. It's only true by al So this must be a case of al So the Gemara says, Ubemai, what's the case? If it's a case of Chutz, Mishra Shari. Rav Lezer. Rav Lezer would actually allow you to marry John in such a case. Detanya, Moide Rav Lezer. Rav Lezer agrees. That if a person says, you're muttered everyone, chutz, and she marries someone else in between, then she becomes a widow or a divorce. She can marry John. So it must be Almanas. Okay, fine. Fine. That's Rav Tarfin. Let's move on. Rav Yossi Aglili. What do Rav Yossi Aglili say? Rav Yossi Aglili's argument is, where do we find the person that's partially us or partially mutter? Right? So like, is this woman a single woman or a married woman? To John, she's married. To everyone else, she's single. Where do we find such a thing? So the Gemara says, What about Truma? Truma's also to me and mutter to a Kayan. So that's such a confusing thing. No, we're talking about by women. We're, we're not talking about food. We're talking about by uh, people. Hari Arayas, okay, every erva, right? Someone can't marry his sister, but other people can marry his sister. The answer is Be'ishas coming in. We're talking about through marriage. Hari Ishish. Every Ishish, right? Every Ishish is also to the whole world, but Mutsu to the husband. So, so this woman is us is mutter to the whole world and also to John. Was it? Such a it's not such a confusing thing. So the Gemara says, "Hainu pircha." You're right. That's the point. That's the problem. So the argument is, how could it be that Rav Yosef Glili's argument is, how could it be that this woman is an Ish to John and mutter to everyone else? The problem is, every Ish is like that. Now the Gemara just wants to clarify, Ubamai, what exactly is the case? Ilema almanas harihutsha etzli biznus. Wait, 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 you're telling me that the confusing part is that she is mutter to the whole world, but usher to John. That must be talking about al I'll tell you why. Because if it's, uh, I'm sorry, it can't be talking about al Why al Because as I said before, the difference in chutz and al is that if it's chutz, it is usher even znus. Al is only usher marriage. So your whole argument is how could it be that she's mutter the whole world, but she's usher to John? She's only usher to John. By chutz, by al she's only usher for marriage. She's mutter to have, she mutter to have bia. I mean, whatever, except for the isser of bia in general. But she's mutter conceptually to have bia. So your whole argument is, how could it be that you have a person that's binary, yes to the whole world, no to John? It's only no to John in all scenarios if it's chutz. If it's al it's mutter to John to have bia. It's just usher to have marriage. So it's a little less binary. So the gemara says el Okay. Let's go to the next one, Rav Akiva. Now, Rav Akiva had two arguments, one for Chutz and one for Al-Tanai. Rav Akiva said, my issue is that she's not allowed to marry John. Uh, again, it's Al-Tanai, as we're going to point out, because if it's Chutz, she marries someone else's in between, it's Mutter, but she married Al-Tanai. She's not allowed to marry John ever. She marries Shmuel, some rando, has kids, then marries John, Triggers get bottle, right? 
because the get is only a good get if she never marries John. The second she marries John, retroactively, the get is bottle, which means that what her marriage to Shmuel was an illegitimate marriage, which means her children from Shmuel are retroactively mamzerim. And Akiva says, where do we find such a thing? No way, no good. You know what the problem is? Every Altanai is like that. Think about it, right? Would anybody have an objection if you tell a woman, uh, we're divorced on condition you don't go to China for five years? Would anybody have an Altanai? No one have a problem with that, yeah? She marries someone a year later, has kids, then goes to China. What's the halacha? Get bottle, b'nei mamzerim. Oh, the answer is, so don't do whatever. That's all tanayim are like that. The Gemara says, That's every stipulation is like that. Every single tanayim is like that. You don't, if you fulfill the tanayim, great. And if you don't, it's a get bottle, b'nei mamzerim. Yeah, that's life. She shouldn't marry John. Okay. So the Gemara says, that's the problem with Rav Akiva Shita, with at least that argument. Now the Gemara just speaks it out. Again, the concern is that she'll marry Shmuel, then have children, then marry John, and retroactively get bottle. Again, this is only a case of Al-Tanai, because if it's Chutz, the second she marries Shmuel, the entire Isser falls away. The Gemara just speaks it out. It can't be Chutz, because if it's Chutz, and she marries someone else in between, she's allowed to marry John. Ella Al-Nanas. Okay, fine. But that's the problem. So the first argument of Akiva is Almanas, and the problem with it is that every Tanai has the same concern. Okay. Then Rav Akiva said a second um, problem. The Gemara just speaks it out. Um, the, the, this... The second argument of Rav Akiva is, if let's say John is a Kayan, yeah, and he said to her, on condition, or chutz, we'll see in a moment, you cannot marry John, which means everyone else she's a divorcee, but to John she's an Ashish ish. Then the husband gets hit by a bus. Could she marry John? So John's like, why not? You say, well, she's a Grusha. She's not a Grusha because the Gerisha never took effect. She's mutter to me because she's a widow. What's the answer? We will not allow her to marry John. Why? Because she's got a shtickle Gerisha to other people. Once she's a Grusha to some, she's a Grusha to all. So what's, that's a flaw in Revelazer's argument because Revelazer's saying chutz John means that from John's perspective, she's an Ashish If she's an Ashish to one person, she's an Ashish to the whole world. If she's a Gerisha, Grusha to one, she's a Grusha to the whole world, that means that if she's an Ashish, she's an Ashish to the whole world. Now the Gemara just speaks it out. But my, Ilema Almanas, go to the next page. If if it's Almanas, Hari Grusha Etzlibiznus. Your whole argument is that from to her perspective to John, she is not a Grusha at all. She is still Ashish until she's a widow. That's only um, by Almanas because Almanas. I'm sorry. But my, Ilema Almanas. If it's Almanas, it doesn't work. Why? According to Almanas, it's only an Isser marriage. But is there an Isser Znus? No. So that means that if she wants to have Znus with John, is she allowed to? No, because she's a divorcee. Which means this whole argument that she is completely not a divorcee when it comes to John, she is just an Ashish Ish until she's a widow, that's only if it's Chutz. Because if it's Almanas, Almanas is only an Isser Nesuin, which means that if she wants to have Bio with John, she can. Wait a minute. She wouldn't be able to, not because of Ashish Ish. If you say Almanas, right? Forget about Kayim. Stam. And you want to have Znus with John, you can. 
Because from that perspective, you're a divorcee. The Isser is only in Isser Chasnas. So your whole argument that to John, she should be allowed to marry John because she's not a Grusha to him, that's only true if you said Chutz. Because if you said Almanas, then you're not allowed to have Bio with him because you're a Grusha. Even to John, you have a Shtikul Gerishin. Your whole argument is that there's no Gerishin to John, there's just Gerishin to other people. That's only if you said Chutz, because Chutz is an Isser in all fronts. Okay, now the Gemara just points out that Rav Akiva made two arguments. One to refute Rav Eliezer by Chutz, and one to refute Rav Eliezer by Almanas. And the question, why do you need both? And the Gemara is very simple. Uh, Rav Akiva was not sure which, uh, what, what Rav Eliezer was arguing. He wasn't sure if he was arguing Chutz or Almanas, and he wanted to refute both sides. For Rav Akiva, I Chutz very lice of Chutz, I Almanas very lice of Almanas. Again, Rav Eliezer said his opinion, either by Chutz or by Almanas. We don't know which one, but why is Rabbi Kiva giving arguments against both? The answer is, um, Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Kiva heard that Rabbi Eliezer said his argument, both according to some Almanas and Chutz, he wasn't sure. Therefore, Therefore, he gave an argument for both opinions. Okay, now what's the issue with this opinion? Again, the argument is that if John is a Kayan, is she allowed to marry John? The answer is no. Why? Because she's a Grusha to some. If she's a Grusha to some, she's a Grusha to all. So then that is a refutation to Rav Liezer's opinion Legamri. If she's an Ashes Ish to John, she's an Ashes Ish to all. What's the problem with that opinion? The problem is, the, the Gemara says, Maybe the argument is, you're, you're bringing your whole case, uh, you're comparing Ashes Ish to Kahuna. Again, you're saying, she can't marry John. Why not? She's not a divorcee to John. She's a widow to John. The answer is she's a divorcee to some, she's a divorcee to all. That same argument would make it that if she's an Ashes Ish to John, she's an Ashes Ish to all. The, the, the problem with that is you're learning Ashes Ish from Issa Kahuna. Maybe Issa Kahuna is, is more Chamer. Maybe you can't learn that from Issa Kahuna. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Wait a minute, if you remember yesterday, we had a Shiloh. Where does Rebbe Yezer get this whole Shita from? That if a divorce, right, you're still bound to, you're still not allowed to marry John, you're still divorced. So we said there's two Pesukim. Meaning even if you're only mutter to one person, you're divorced. That's one. The second one was, the second one was a different Pesuk that said, I'm sorry, that's V'yotzah V'hoichah V'eshacher. And the other one was Isha Grusha Meisha Lo Yikachu Afilu Nizgarsha Ela Meisha that she's divorced from one person even if she's only divorced from one person she's divorced. So if you learn out from that one that means Rav Liaz's whole argument is learning out from Kahuna. That's the pasuk is by Kahuna. So what's the problem? The Gemara says Rav Yana Mishum Zakin Echikamasni Rava follows the first view and that is that Rav Liaz learns his opinion from the pasuk of Aholcha Vahaisel Ishacher and the problem with Rav Akiva's opinion is that he is learning it out from Kahuna and Kahuna is not necessarily comparable to Eishesish. Okay, fine. Again, you can review this. It's it's. It's a thick Gemara, but if you work through it, the, the Shittas work out well. Now, after arguing these four Tanayim, laid out their arguments, Rabbi Yeshua said, Ein He's not alive anymore to defend himself, so we can't, we can't really rip him apart. Amrlin, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, Ein misa. We cannot disagree with the lion after he passed away. Now, if all you hear is Rabbi Yeshua say that, doesn't it kind of sound like Rabbi Yeshua agrees with Rabbi Yezer, right? Rabbi Yeshua said about Rabbi Yezer that 
that you can't disagree with the lion after you pass away. That kind of sounds like Rav Yeshua sides with Rav Eliezer, and he's defending Rav Eliezer. The problem is Rav Yeshua also disagrees with Rav Eliezer. The Gemara says, wait a minute. We're going to see in a moment, Rabbi Yeshua himself disagrees with Rabbi Yezer. The Gemara says, no, this is what Rabbi Yeshua means. Rabbi Yeshua says to the four Tanoim, I disagree with him also. At the end of the day, we could all have our arguments, but he's no longer here to defend himself. But Rabbi Yeshua himself disagrees with Rabbi Yezer also. What, what is Rabbi Yeshua's argument with Rabbi Yezer? Umay pircha de Rabbi Yeshua, titania, am Rabbi Yeshua, makish koid me havayish niya le koid me havay rishoyna. Ma koid me havay rishoyna deloy agida beinish achrina. Av koid me havayish niya deloy agida beinish achrina. Rabbi Yeshua's argument is like this. He feels that divorce should be treated the same way a single woman should be treated. That when you become divorced, it's like going back to being single. A single woman has no isser. She's not bound to anybody. So to a divorce can't have you bound to anybody. That's his argument against Rav Eliezer that's saying that if Haram Mutaris HaChaladim Chutz Mijan is effective, that she's divorced but she can't marry John, he feels that that's flawed. Why? Because he says when a divorce should, be, should make you like a single person and just like a single person is allowed to marry everybody, <coughs> so too... So to uh, so to uh, a divorce should also make you single to everybody. Okay, one more sugya, a little bit tricky, not too bad. Okay, fine. Gufa, moide Rav Liazer b'megarish ishtoi v'amer leharei muteres l'chol adam chutz meploini v'hal chavinis l'slachem v'nashuk v'nisam nezgarish muteres l'sheshenesolah. Okay. Rav Eliezer, this, my father talked about before, you have a person that says, Avram so divorces Sarah and says, You mutter everyone except for John. Sarah then marries Yitzchak and then becomes widowed or divorced. She's allowed to marry John because Chutz falls away. You know what's strange about that? That means that John has an Isser that is removed by Yitzchak. The second husband removes the Isser. Where do we find the scenario where one person has an Isser that another person can remove? It's a very strange thing. The Gemara says, Hey, Shiv, Rav Shem ben Elazar, Tshuvel div Rav Eliezer. Rav Shem ben Elazar says to Rav Eliezer, Heichon matzinu, sheze oisir v'zemata. How do we find such a scenario where, again, Yitzchak's the second husband. Again, Avram divorces Sarah and says, Chutz mish, John. You can't marry John. There's an Isser on John. She marries Yitzchak. The second she marries Yitzchak, she can marry John. How do we find that there's an Isser, the Yitzchak removes the Isser. So John has an Isser, the Yitzchak removes. Where do we find that there's an Isser for one person that another person removes? So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Hare Yivama, the Baal Oyser Matter. isn't every Yivam like that? The husband created an Isser, she's not allowed to marry anybody else, and the Yavam removes the Isser. So that's an Isser, right? She has an Isser, right? A woman, husband dies, she's not allowed to marry anybody else. Right? She's called the Yavama Loshuk. She can't marry anyone else until she does Yivam. Who created that Isser? The husband. Right? By the husband dying, she created the Isser. Who removes the Isser? The Yavam. So that's an Isser made by one person, removed by another. So the Gemara says, no. No, the Isser is not created by the husband in that case. The Isser is created by the Yavam. The husband doesn't create the Isser. The husband's dead. 
The reason why she can't marry anyone else is because of the Yavim. It's not because of the husband. I mean, the Shaila is, if you have a woman who's waiting for the Yibam, she can't marry anybody else until she does Yibam. Who created that Isser? So first the Gemara is like, well, it's the husband. By him dying, you created the Isser. And it says, no, he's dead. Uh, a man dead, he's done. It, 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 the Isser is created by the Yavim being alive. So he created the Isser and he removes the Isser. Okay. Harei Nedarim. What about every Hataris Nedarim? You made a Nedar, you come to me, I'm the Rabbi, I'm Mater Nedarim. So that you making an Isser, me removing the Isser. So the Gemara says, no. Uh, the Gemara feels that a Rav cannot be Mater and Isser. He just creates a Charata, which means a Rav doesn't remove the Isser. He just clarifies that you have Charata, which means in this circumstance you never made an Isser. So it's not removing an Isser. He's just clarifying that in this circumstance there is no Isser. So we still don't have a scenario where one person creates an Isser, one person removes an Isser. Okay. What about the husband? The wife makes a nether and the husband removes it. So that's the wife making an Isser and the husband removing the Isser. The answer is, That's also not a good proof. Why? That's not good because when the wife makes a nether, the Gemara, the assumption is she's doing it with the husband's consent. So it's not the wife making a nether and the husband removing it. It's Kilo, the husband made the nether. Okay. Nana Revelazim, okay, let's just finish up. We'll get to the two dots. I don't think we'll go to the next two dots. We'll get to those two dots. Nana Revelazim and Azariah of The last argument, and that was the, 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 the one accepted, that the problem with Revelazim is, Krisus, Davra Kairis, Beina Levena. Halamadashain's a Krisus. Revelazim and Azariah says, Krisus means they're severed. If she can't marry John, that means they're not severed. So the Gemara says, Rabbana, the other rabbis who never said this argument, what do they do with that? Hi, Krisus, my Evelyn. What do they do with Krisus? Which again means that it's supposed to be severed. So Revelos Menazari says, the fact that she can't marry John, that means that they're not severed. They say, no, 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 no. They, they, they say, no, no. That's not, that's, not, that's not an issue. Why? Because she could marry John if her husband dies. So she's not bound to her husband forever. What does Krisus mean? Krisus means if the husband made a get on condition she never drinks wine again for the rest of her life, so for the rest of her life she's not allowed to drink wine, that's a problem. Meaning, Croesus just means she can't be bound to her husband forever. This case, she's not bound to her husband forever. I, she can't marry John. Well, she could if her husband dies. So there is a scenario where she could marry John. However, what's Croesus talking about? It's talking about a case where the husband makes a nether on condition you never drink wine again till the day that you die, the woman. So she can never drink wine again. That's a problem. The John problem is not a problem. The Gemara says, If you tell a woman, you're divorced on condition, you never go to your father's house, or you never drink wine again for the rest of your life, that's not a divorce because she's bound for the rest of her life on something the husband said. But 30 days is fine because that's not forever. The Edoch, what is Rebbe Lesbian as I had as he know this? Mikaris Krisus Navki, he learns it out from the extra Vav Tav. Vidoch Kar Krisus Ladarish, and the other Rabbanim don't Darish in the extra Vav Tav. Amar Rava, just to finish up. If the husband says, You're divorced on condition, you never drink wine as long as I, the husband, live, that's not a good divorce. Now that's a little strange. Why is that not a good divorce? You could drink wine after the husband dies. The Gemara will clarify in a second. But if you say you can't drink wine as long as Shmuel lives, then you could be divorced. Why? Because Shmuel can die right away. So, if, 
Oh, so the Gemara says, "My shnechai ployni dil mamayis v'kaimeli tanoi chaydi dinami dil mamayis v'kaimeli ployni mamish that kasha." I let me no, no, no. The Gemara says, "Change the gears." Koyim echayechi ain't zakrisus. Koyim echay echay ployni is zakrisus. No, no, no. He said, if he said we're divorced on condition you don't drink wine as long as I live, that is a divorce because he could drop dead. If he said as long as you live to the wife. Then it's not a good divorce because as long as she's living, she can't drink wine. That means she's bound to him for the rest of her life. And we'll stop here and we'll pick it up tomorrow, Bez Hashem. Uh, so, like this week, we'll be doing it, probably another 8 o'clock on Zoom every day.